to another episode of Bread Pod. My name is Amaya Ryan and I am your Dungeon Master. I have some uh, little point of order things. Um, when the team, the party of adventurers first met the Collector, uh, a lot of the items from the Collector were homebrew content made by uh, the Griffin Saddlebag. I will try to remember to link their Patreon and link tree in the, in the description of the episode. They have so many wonderful items, and if you pay for the one of the tiers of their Patreon content, you get access to a ledger, which is like a really cool, souped-up Excel spreadsheet, almost, of all of the items that they have ever made, and you can sort them by rarity. I don't know. It's super cool. Cannot recommend Griffin Saddlebag enough. Um, this episode, I will be stealing uh, an idea from XP to level 3 on YouTube. Uh, when he has people that can't make it to his sessions, he uh, uses uh, an entity known as the Keeper to spirit them away. And unfortunately, we do not have Arthur, so no Scorpius this episode. I will be implementing the Keeper to uh, solve that problem. And my fun fact for today is... Um, oh boy, I should have thought... I was so focused on the announcements that I did not think of a fun fact. I was just hoping one would come to me. Oh, I own a border collie named Loki, and he is the love of my life. Hi, I'm Claire. Uh, I play Frigga. Frigga's fun fact is uh, she has two tribal bear tattoos on her shoulders, and she wants to get more. Oh, More tribal bear tattoos? Just tattoos Okay, in I didn't know if you just really like tribal bears. Well, the tribal bears, yes. The, the, okay. the, the Chicago tribal bears, yes. Yeah. She <laughs> loves them so much. Uh, hi, I'm Austin. The tribal bears. I'm Austin, I play Glau, right. and Glau's fun fact is that despite being 350 years old, it's only moved three times. Hmm. Huh. Stable. They've all been, like, different countries. It's only moved three times. Nice. Three houses, three countries. Easy. Notably Easy. stable Easy. man, Glau. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my name is Dominic. I play Vezev. Uh, today's fun fact for Vezev is that he has a surprisingly good relationship with his father. Nice. Not a great one with his mom. And now that Scorpius isn't here, maybe Vezev will remember his own name. Hey. <laughs> I was remembering it too good for the first bit, all right? I just overcorrected. I'm sorry. Hi, I'm V. I play Lilith. And Lilith's fun fact is that she doesn't lie very often, but when she does, you can tell because her nose twitches on the right side. Oh, I'm going to remember that as a DM. <laughs> Thank you. I knew you'd like that. Thank you for putting that bullet in my gun. So I can start perception checking to know if she's lying or not instead of insight? No, it's still insight, my, my friend. perceive the nose. But you don't, you don't know that. This is out of character. Yeah. Only the nose knows. Oh, <laughs> this is in meta. We're in the meta. We're in the metaverse. Will you go shut our door so the dog doesn't bark through this whole session? Sorry, Loki, you are the love of my life, but... There goes my phone. Oh, we're doing so good. What a hell of an intro. Uh, so last episode, last session, um, you guys traversed through the desert a little more, came across Camp Black Crow, a refugee camp uh, of people who follow the migratory pattern of a great sandworm to keep the Tlin Kali at bay. There you met a fortune teller. She gave you some ominous readings. Uh, in exchange for smoking beads of Drogaldor. And 
you completely ignored one of my subplots, and that's okay. I respect and love you for it. But that's why we had to end the session early. I was like, well, I was really hoping you guys would be interested in my crazy little guy, but no. And it wasn't Tony the Water Guy. So, yeah. But, you know, that's the thing. As a DM, sometimes you can over-prepare for one thing, and then your players have no interest in it. And it's like, well, on to the next one. We'll talk hey, to Tony the Water Guy, I guess. On the bright side, we were interested in the assassination attempt at the beginning, or else this would have been... Oh, yeah, a this really would have been a non-starter if you guys did not give a shit about this and this assassination attempt. It's just five episodes of Beach Trip while you struggle to write a new plot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so we will pick back up uh, as you are on your skiv leaving town. I will say that it's been, let's say, about 30 minutes since you have left Camp Black Crow. You can't even see it behind you anymore. It's covered by a large, uh, obscured by a large sand dune. And um, the five of you are riding in the skiv when suddenly the wind picks up. Desert sand kicking all around, obscuring your view. And there's the unmistakable sound of wind chimes. But then, as quickly as it came, the storm subsides and the same, the four of you, the same four of you that it has always been, are again gliding across the desert at a swift speed, completely unscathed. I mean, I'm so glad that I have these goggles. Say wind chimes? Wind chimes. Yeah, you heard wind chimes. And in meta, you heard the wind chimes, Scorpius, you, you saw, Scorpius was there, you heard the wind chimes, Scorpius is gone, and so is every memory of him. He, as if he was never there to begin there's, with. There's an annoying hole in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Where has it gone? Anybody else feel like the desert's really calm right now? Yeah, yeah, it feels almost... It typically is. Almost serene, you know? <laughs> quiet. Too quiet. I feel like I'm forgetting something, but like if it, if it was important, I wouldn't have forgotten it. <laughs> I'm old, but I'm not that old. Uh, Out of character. <laughs> let's maybe not dwell on it deeper. How far are we to, uh, Kekoron? Uh, you still have, oh, well, I, you're asking in meta, never mind, I thought yeah. you were asking the DM. No. Um, I can make a survival check, surely, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Judging by, like, how far away you are from, how long you've been traveling from, uh, My survival Lord. check was a 15. You would say that you are about a, uh, half day's ride away, so about six hours, maybe. About six hours, definitely. Oh, that's not too far. Oh, wonderful. I'm going to go ahead and cast Major Armor on myself now. Just in case. Just in case. You never know. As you're casting it, I'm going to ask, does that hurt? What? The, the Magey Armor stuff. Oh, no. No, it's like, um, it's almost like, like magical silk. You can't really feel it. Very light. It's very, I mean, it's very useful. It's nice to have. Uh, keeps you warm. It doesn't really keep you that warm. Um, it does keep me from getting stabbed, though, which is... That's handy. It's very nice. Keeps you warm, nice in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't keep you that warm. It's magical silk, alright? It's mostly for the stabbing part. It's magical under armor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> compression shirt. <laughs> 
just wearing keeps a bike nice and t- you know keeps everything nice and tucked in's, in. Gives you a nice musculature. Instead of Under Armour, it says Mage Armour. Yeah, <laughs> same font, yeah. same branding. Oh, this is awful! I hate everything about this. Um, <laughs> is there anything that we can like? This is a small ship, right? Mm-hmm. There's not really much we can do well, I built, on it. I built an umbrella on the skiff. There's a little more room now that there is a well now that there's four of you as there has always there been. There only ever been four of us. That's true. Mm-hmm. That is true. There have only ever been four. So, um, I feel like we should have brought a game or something for this, right? Uh, I have a game. I have a something. set of dice on me. All right. Do we want to gamble? We only have six hours left on the party boat. I don't know that I've ever gambled before. Oh, it's easy. Well, I'm gonna show. I'm gonna teach Lilith how to play craps. <laughs> Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Ooh, snake eyes. Can we gamble against each other? Sure. I don't think. I mean, you don't gotta ask me permission. I love how this entire thing is just now falling into the corruption of the house. Yeah. (laughs) Alright. I think that I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give Lilith a test run. So. I'm gonna teach you the basic rules of craps, and then we're gonna play. We're gonna like play a hand against each other. Um, what skill could we use for this? DM help. Hmm. Help. Performance. Uh, what skill can we use for? How does craps work? I don't That's know. a great question. Okay, so the way, oh. the way craps works, uh, I, it's okay. I, I know you roll two d6 against a. It has to bounce off a backboard, and you're trying to get, you're trying to get doubles, uh, but specifically not two ones or two sevens. The seven on a d6. Impressive. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, so it's just ones, <laughs> twos. There is one number. You don't want, no, you don't want to yeah, don't as want We're just going to come up with a game to play. As riveting as it is for this uh, audio format to just sit here and discuss the... I just want to see some of the I think to black is probably yeah. your best bet. <laughs> okay, so you were six hours, you are about six hours away, but you've noticed that the sun is going down when you still have about four hours of travel. So... We can make it through two hours of darkness, right? I think we push through to the night, yeah. Are we all in favor of this? That's fine with me. I don't sleep much anyway. Might as well. Can we get some light? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I have light. No. No, we cannot. Um, I will cast... I will shoot a fireball. I will cast fairy fire on the skiff. That's going to be bad if someone Wait, tries to attack on. the skiff. Well, let's hope they don't attack the skiff. I could have cast it on you. Let's, I have let's make sure. Yeah, thank go. you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's do that instead. I uncast fairy fire. Okay, sure. <laughs> I'll let it slide this once, but the next time somebody says I cast something, they can't take these batsies. I cast oh, fairy fire on the DM. Dancing lights only really work for like a minute, so I have to like keep recasting it. You know, I think fairy fire actually, yeah, fairy fire also <laughs> only lasts for a minute, so I guess we're just... We can all see in the dark, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. We all have night vision. <laughs> well, yeah. it's also a, uh, you know, it's a desert sky, so, like, there's no light pollution. You Are there can, headlights there's... on this? No, there's no headlights <laughs> on the skiff. Uh, can I do a tinkering check to see if I can quickly construct the headlight? Out of what? What materials? Um, let's see. Rope, some kind of stick, and a lantern. Do you have a lantern in your inventory? Probably. Any hoodle. 
Uh, like I was saying, it's a desert sky. Like I have a torch. <laughs> you have a way to make it fire? Uh, yeah, I have a tinderbox. Then there you go. You got light. <laughs> We've done you it. don't need a headlight. Figured it out. I, 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 use a, I use a stick to hang it off of my head like a hat, so it matches where we're from. While it's on fire? It's like a carrot and a stick thing. It's a really long stick. <laughs> Some rope. Well, God bless. <laughs> are you not at all worried about catching yourself on fire, or? I'm worried about catching you guys on fire, mm. and that worry is very low. Mm-hmm. I, I say I'm swinging my head rapidly back and forth between everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you? I'm gonna like I'm gonna walk you over to the front and just sit you down. <laughs> Onward. You can sit up here. You you can be on eyes and ears. I'm sitting on Frigga's shoulders. <laughs> Did Frigga consent to you sitting on her shoulders or did you no, just climb up I there? No, I was just about to give him a, 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 an earful on consent. <laughs> <laughs> That's not hurting anybody. No, I'm going to let it go for now, but next time. <laughs> next time. I, I, I scratch your head. Frigga grimaces? I, yeah, I grimace a little. Wrinkle up my nose. Are we, uh... I sigh really heavy, and I go back it's to driving the your face you're stuck like that, you know. Did we make it there without incident, or are we... Uh, you're about two hours out of town, uh, away from Kakeron, judging by, you know, what you can see around you and how far off, uh, the ocean is. And that's when you see, skirting across the desert... Not in the direction of Kakeron, not necessarily in your direction either, more of like a diagonal away from Kakeron and out of your reach. Um, another very large skiv with ornate uh, accoutrements all over it and filigrees and that same kind of, uh, I think it was purple and yellow and purple that of the bandits that you saw before, but this one looks much fancier. I love accoutrements. Should we... Now, how far away is it, roughly? Um, it's probably about... Well, you're moving towards it, and it's moving kind of away from you in a diagonal. So, at any given point, I'm not sure, but right now, at this very second, probably about 100 feet away. Can I set fire to their sails? <laughs> I can. Be run, be run on them, not their sails. Mm. Yeah, there are no sails. Should I just take a pot shot, though? Just to, you know... Um, I want to make a perception check to see how armed this thing is, as if I can. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to do this as well. Okay. Let me try to get an idea. Fifteen. What was yours? Eleven. Okay, uh, well, um, as you're scoping it out, looking for any kind of, uh, weapons, you do see, uh... It looks like barrels sticking out of the side of the skiv. It's a large skiv compared to yours. And as you're scoping it over, you see a lantern flash once, twice, mm. and then it stops. Can I do just a straight tell, like some kind of check to see if I would recognize what they're trying to say to us? Is sure. It, like, is that like would that just be a straight intelligence? Yeah, give me a straight intelligence. Why not? This doesn't look good, does it? No, that's almost certainly good. Ooh, that is a four plus, I think, like, three. We're two hours out of Cape Seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, does a seven tell me what they're going to say? 
Uh, as far as you know, they're not really saying much of anything. They're just kind of trying to get your attention. I think it's gibberish. Well, <coughs> I'm fairly certain it's a call sign. They're trying, it's night, right? Mm-hmm. They're trying to make sure we're one of them. If we don't respond, they'll be on their way. Uh, sure. I will grab the torch from the end of the stick and hide it Can we with my hand to flash them twice. To flash them twice? Or the same, whatever they do, I copy it by typically hiding co- the torch. Typically copying it is not the best idea. They have a, they, they just like a call and response. How many times have I flashed it? It's done now. Yeah. The skiv immediately halts the direction it's coming and, and pulls around towards you. And you see a, at the head of the skiv, a very tall, very lean, long flowing, almost orange hair. It's so red and um, tan. You can't really see the shade of his skin because it's nighttime, but he does look like he has a darker complexion. And uh, his hair is almost neon. It's glowing in the night. And he is waving. How far away are they from us right now? They are moving towards you very quickly. They are now in the direction you were yes, headed. Uh, so, like, how, how long do, I have, do we have until they get up on us? Not very long. Maybe I, seconds. I have a quick question, and I'm going to make a check. Mm-hmm. Uh, would, if I roll intelligence, I'm going to roll intelligence. Okay. The question is, would grease, like magical grease, be able to derail the skiv? On sand, no. Well, okay. If it was a slick surface, I'd let it happen, but sand, no. It would just uh, gum up the sand. Do maybe. I have time to go ahead and summon my Eldritch Cannon? I'll wave. Sure. Okay, you wave back. Um, you hear a very distant shouting, Hail! And well met! Mm. He gives out a jolly belly laugh, and he comes skirting to the side of your little skiv. My Eldritch Cannon is currently sitting on my shoulder, just ready. I'm sitting in the. I'm. I'm still at the helm. Mm-hmm. I'm grasping my sword a little bit, and I'm just walking. Okay. This is. Uh, sorry for the audio format, but this is what this guy looks like. Oh, he's hot. Cool. He's very hot. What's Ooh, up? Hot boy. But no. he's he's got on like a full shirt. He's not in that <laughs> slutty Gerudo shit that I've got naked. up there. Yeah, okay. he's not half naked, but he's got a long mane of orange hair and this kind of tan caramelly skin. And uh, he's got a large scimitar uh, strapped to his back. He doesn't seem to be wearing armor, and he's seems jovial, even. Hello, so, friend. What can I call you? Uh, he says, hello, hello. I am, I am, uh, I suppose my name around here would be Godo, the bandit lord. Now, oh, you're a bandit lord? Wow, that's very forward. Well, when you get around. Yeah. What are you doing in the desert without proper supplies and a small, dinky skiv like this? Oh, we're just going to Kakeron. Uh, a couple of us have family there and ties there. Just passing through, you know. Same old, same old. Been through this desert so many times. I have business with No, the, you haven't. I have business with the juggernaut. I mean, that one was kind of a no, no, no. Look at me. <laughs> that one was kind of a joke. That one was free. He right. gives a belly laugh and he's like, <laughs> I like you. I like you. Well, fear not. Though I am known to be a bandit lord, my, my business is with trading caravans, not with 
hapless, wet behind the ear, nobles. Mm. Come, make your camp. We were going to try and uh, go through the night. Would you want to maybe uh, tag along? Are you on your way to Cake Rock? Oh, no, 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 no. no. Uh, you see, me and me and Thar and me and Zer, Zer, that's his name. I always forget Draw, Drogaldor yeah. and their orcs. Orcs have and their really orcs. odd names, I will say. We I don't exactly a, see eye to eye. Yeah, there's there an orc up there in uh, Drogaldor, but talking about naming his son Brad. I think, I think we should really <laughs> adopt that standard. You know, Brad, I like it. Simple, four letters, much <laughs> like my own. Would you... Could be five. I don't know how many Ds he's using. Would you be willing to maybe escort us? He turns around and he, like, the the way this skiv is, it's got like a, uh, a, an enclosure. Yours does not. Yours is kind of open to the elements. His has this big kind of chain, like, enclosure behind him. And he's kind of standing on, like, a balcony. And he looks and he says, what do you say, boys? Shall we give them a little hand? And uh, as he says that, a massive, um, two-headed, mm. bestial dog comes bounding out from behind the court, behind the tent, and licks him in the face. And he again chuckles and says, "Ha ha ha, down boy, down." I don't see why not. We can get you to Kakeron safely. It is quite cold in the desert. Are you sure your outfits will do? Um, I think we should be all right. We free, if we freeze, we freeze. Is the the ship we're on? It's not made out of wood, right? Mm-hmm. It's made out of wood. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was gonna say wood and ends iron. Like it's got iron skates almost on the bottom of it, but the chamber, the area you're sitting in, is wood. Well, fair enough. Um, I, I do have a crew of, of three men in, in the back of that truck. Say hi, boys. And here, hey. Just one of them, though. Just one of them says hi. Hey. Oh, none of them say hi, boys? No. Um, Your men aren't as, uh, aren't as personable as you, I see. It's a hard life on the desert. Harder still in the Iron Mountains from where we hail. But it ain't honest, but it's work. <laughs> Are we close enough that I can like shake his hand? Like if I reach mm-hmm. out over the side, I'll I'll offer a handshake. He grips your hand very hard and shakes it back heartily. Um, he says, "Tell me, the tell most me." Dangerous thing that Vesif has ever done. <laughs> where is it that you're coming from on this little rig here? Oh, all over. I'm from Venatara. You're from Venatara. She just nods. She's not speaking. He's from the middle of nowhere. Uh, technically, I'm from Kakeron. One of those. I think you're from you're from Kakeron as well, Trigo. Yes. All right. <clears throat> well, not one of many words I see. As he looks at Frigga and uh, Lilith, and he's fine. Keep your secrets. Keep to yourself. No matter. But I will say. If you meet any of my scouting parties without me, you might have some trouble. So how about we get to Kakeron safely? It's nighttime, and the desert is unforgiving, especially at night. 
as as he says you'd be one of my scouting parties, I, I just glance at Mezzer real quick. Mm-hmm. Don't acknowledge. <laughs> Don't even look at Glau. I'm just like, oh, yeah. No. Scouting party, yeah. Of course. Thank you for your help. I, would, I do appreciate it. We would hate to run into uh, some of your people without your grace. Do you have a token or something that we could show them? So that they won't, you know. Mm. I just don't know if we can handle that. Maybe like a signal yeah. that we can give off? Well, what tipped me off to you not being one of them right away is you did not answer my signal appropriately. See, if you're flashed at once and then twice, it says uh, it means one of us. Are you, are you one of us? Any flashback that is not free in quick consecutive order proves that you are not. I appreciate the information, and I'll keep it up here. Well. Come. I hear that dreaded sandworm and the weird cultists that follow it are not far from here. Well, there was there was mm-hmm. a couple really, really cool people. Like the town? Village. Like the town back there? Yeah, I think that's what you're talking about. There were some really cool people. There was, um... Like, is this guy that sells water? <laughs> no. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> no. Tony the water guy. I know him. Oh, God. I feel Real like bastard. I feel like he has some stories you can tell. I'll ask How him. do you know him? Like, I just saw... Have you thought of writing a book? I was... Called, like, the real Tony? I wasn't gonna ask uncovered. if I brought it up, but now here I am. Uh, I have to What has he done? Tony the water guy. <laughs> Is he short for Antonio? I don't know him biblically. (laughs) Well, that's unfortunate for you and him. (laughs) Tony the water guy tends to overtake what is not his. He drains the oasis in the middle of the desert dry for his water for his camp. They always have more than they need. And that's why when one of them strays too far from camp, me and my boys don't mind taking what is ours. Or what should be everyone's? Do you understand? Oh, yeah, that, no, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah. You know. I need everybody to give me a perception check as you hear a, a loud rumbling under the sand. Mm. That's a nine. Oh, sorry. Sixteen. Great. Ooh, natural twenty plus five. Ooh, okay. Uh, I got an eleven. You all feel you got a fifteen. 16. 16, and you got? Nine. Nine, okay, so the nine and the 11, or whatever. You guys feel the rumbling. You get a little uneasy on your feet for a moment. Uh, But you two see, far off in the distance, headed away from you very quickly, uh, the sand is kind of as if something is tunneling underneath it and moving away from you. Wrong Uh, sign. And um, almost like the way Captain Hook reacts to the sound of a ticking clock, you see... Uh, Goto get very nervous for a moment, and he looks, and he follows your gaze, Lilith, and he says, Ah, so he's moving. Camp Black Crow will not be where it was where you found it in the morning. You must not dwell. Oh, I am... is unpredictable. I'm very ready not to dwell here. Let's, let's keep going. I would like to dwell in a city, personally. Yeah. I will take you to the border of Kekaran and no further. I'm not exactly welcome, you see. I'm sure you understand. Oh, I, I mean, I do it. It's very charitable of you to help uh, few ad- 
adventurers and nobles down on their luck. Don't know what they're doing, caught in the desert, yada, yada, yada. All that shit. Uh, uh, now, I do have one question. What do we owe you for this? Because I'm sure you have some kind of repayment in mind. Oh, a smart one, I see. See, what I seek is very simple. If you ever come across Camp Black Crow, you simply tell me where they are. I'm sure one of you has a way to communicate, maybe a sending stone, perhaps. I have one right here. I can attune it to yours. Oh, we're going to get your number. Yes. Now, remember, when we get the number, you text to make sure he didn't give us a fake. True. I learned that in pickup school. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Wow. <laughs> no. That was no. not, that's not canon. Glau can't have gone to pickup school. He has a wife. <laughs> that's 100% not canon. Glau has dated one person. <laughs> Well, he said it, so I mean, it's canon that he said it, but it's not can It's not. It didn't really happen. I mean, it's clear that Glass has a lot of stuff that is both not true and abjectly preposterous. At this point. <laughs> he's so trying like, to. He's trying to impress the band. Glass was so weak that he had to go to a school to learn how to pick things up. <laughs> uh, he was actually a pickup sticks champion. Amazing. Can we, um, on the stones of sending, can we attune more than one? Mm-hmm. Okay. How many numbers can we have in our sending stone? Uh. At any time, five. Okay. okay. You can be tuned to five other stones. Mm-hmm. And they're all separate channels, so say you pick it up and your intention is to call Ivan. Well, then you'll call, you'll connect with Ivan. Or your intention is to connect with Godo, you'll connect with Godo. But it's not like Ivan can listen in on the call or Godo can listen in on Ivan's call. That's not how that works. They're like walkie-talkies, separate channels. Cool. I now have a contact list in my notes. I got, I put, got Godo's digits. Got Godo's digits. What problem do you have with these people? Um, if I may ask, I know I. Well, the water thing. Is that the only issue? Or? We made attempts to have a truce with them, share our desert. It did not go well. May I ask what happened? Well, I'm not one to air someone's dirty laundry. It was that. A damn paladin in his righteous ways tried to convert us, tried to change us. I'm afraid we're not very interested in matters of the religious sects. We left the Iron Mountains for good reason. We do not see ourselves returning to shackles anytime soon, whether they be spiritual or otherwise. Yeah, I wouldn't want to worship a giant worm either. Interesting. Small worm, maybe. Well, giant worm, never. I appreciate your help, Godo. Um, we'll uh, keep our way onto Kakeron, and if either one of us hears anything, we'll let the other know, I'm sure. I'll shoot a big ball of fire in the air. You'll see it. Well, we have his contacts. We must move. That worm is gone, that Slim Kali will be shortly behind them. And he gets back towards the bow of his skiv, his dog, his two-headed dog sitting by his side. And he turns around and heads towards the direction of Kakeron. All right. Um, Frigga, if we could follow behind him. The barrels are on the sides, mm-hmm. right? Like a broadside. So mm-hmm. if we could just stay behind him, maybe. Oh, what are you thinking? 
Also, I can't believe he's afraid of the scorpion. That bad. Well, how long does your cannon last? An hour. Oh, that's... Can I fire? No. Can you summon it one more time today, or is this no. the only one? Okay. Just the one. Well... Let's just hope we don't need to use it. As you are speeding through the desert, Godo's skiv is a little <clears throat> faster than yours, but you're keeping up well enough. You're several paces behind. Um, and then, I'm not even going to make you roll perception for this because it's plainly obvious, contrasted against the night sky of the desert, on the top of a dune you see a small child that you are quickly riding past. Mm. Godo shouts from the head of the helm, leave her be, and keeps going forward. I shouldn't reach out and grab her. No! <laughs> Can I, uh, can I perception check to see if she looks, like, weird or something? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna get, like, I'm gonna say as far I'm away as possible. I'm gonna go ahead and do the perception check, too. I got a 21. Uh, I put a 22. Um, she doesn't, she looks tired, dirty, sad, and she has the same iridescent orangey hair that Godo does. But otherwise she doesn't she looks like a little girl. Uh, is there a check can I do a history check maybe to see if I know of any legends in the area I'm just of send like children in the I mean go ahead. And you're gonna sending stone? Yeah, Godo, what the fuck was that? He picks up his stone and he says, She is not as she seems. Uh, I got a fifteen on my history check. Foul beast. Okay. You got a what? A 15. Um, you know that there are many shapeshifters in the desert. Things that seem one way one day, mm -hmm. different the next. You don't really know much about them other than a lot of people chalk it up to heat exhaustion when they hear about it. Or mirages. Yeah. Okay, so going to bed soon. I gotta burn these these rolls. Probably a shapeshifter. Oh yeah, no, I'm I have lone child in the middle of the desert. No, whatever it is, nowhere near it. Many many things perceived on these sands are not to be trusted. I trust that the worm is real, and that's wise. But I don't mean everything. Well, I was just listening to this absolutely mortified. Yeah. Even in a desert before, so she's like, what the fuck is happening right now? Is she like, wait, why, why are we not talking about a kid? Oh no, she, she listened and she was like, oh shit. What? Yeah. Huh? I think as soon as Vezov sees a lone child in the desert, he's like, oh no, no, sorry kid. Yeah, there's not even a I feel like Triga growing up here would know that like, Traveling in the deep desert, you don't stop for shit. Like that's correct. It's very much like that's like, wave. That's a good way to die. Once we're good and past, her, I'll wave back at her. As you wave at her, no. Um. She reveals her true form to you, uh, and she's got like a very angry scowl on her face. And uh, you see 
that she has the lower body of a lion and the upper torso of a very beautiful woman. And I'll, she, I'll blow a little kiss and then I'm gonna go to the front of the boat. Quickly. She hisses Can I make and them? then scatters around and turns and dives behind the dune. Can I make an arcana check to see what kind of thing that might have been? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know what it is. I'm a wizard, so I guess um, I should. Yeah, I'm also. I got an 18. Arcana. It is Elenia. Of course, it's Elamia. Yeah. Yeah. I got a 23. I know we already know, but I just wanted to make it known. I got a 21. I don't get very many good skills. I'm a it is a Lamia. Lamias can enthrall you, I believe. I'm glad that I said that I waited until we were a good ways away before I waved. You sure can. I'm not enthralled about saying it. Imagine if you didn't have Gogo with you. I'm glad. I, I still don't think we would have stopped for the kid. Fair enough. Yeah, no, fuck that. Absolutely not. Yeah, fuck the kid in the desert, but. Yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the night, there's a lone child on top of a dune in the middle of the desert. No. No. She's already dead. Yeah. Even if she's, even if that's really her, she's just already dead. There's nothing we can do to stop that. Yep. We can't do anything. We can't do anything. This is a four-person skin. We can't fit anyone else on here. Yeah, imagine having another person on the skin. Even a child. How would, would be that be terrible? Glau, Glau says while sitting, man spreading. <laughs> yeah, Glau's like, like there's no room. Snow there's angles. no room. There's no room. There's no room. Glau's defense that still takes up less space than a child. I know. Would. I know. <laughs> yeah, Glau making black Glau like spread eagle making like sand eagles is the same size as Frigga's standing. <laughs> sail, uh, other than seeing the child, it's pretty uneventful through the desert. The moon is high in the sky, and about once you see Kakeron rising up out of the horizon, you see over the dunes, uh, that's when Godo stops his car and allows you to pull, and motions for you to pull beside him. I do. I'm gonna let you take the lead in talking. Well... Looks like we're at our stop, and I do, I really appreciate the help you've given us, Godo. Pleasure was all mine. Like I said, I have no quarrel with those who cannot help themselves in the desert. Uh, can I ask one more favor? Of course. So, the camp, um, obviously if you find it, do whatever you must do the people of the camp, but I do ask that you leave, uh, there is a juggernaut in there named Charletta. I would ask that you leave her be and perhaps bring her to Kekaron. My quarrel is not with the people of Camp Black Crow. It is simply with their leader, okay. Volksan. Perfect, I just... And Tony, and Tony the, the water. goddamn water guy. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you might be a sandworm follower if. I know, I've heard the jokes. <laughs> wow. <sighs> you had to shoehorn that in there somehow, didn't you? Oh, <laughs> perfect. I just wanted to make sure that Charlotte would be fine. A joke made out both out of the pod completely out of the podcast, Ethan. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Content. Um, well, yeah. Do what he said, sure. But we do appreciate everything you've done. Um, I don't know if I could maybe give you a 
We don't really have much, but I can give you a small token. I'll give you a smoke bead. Something like that, maybe kind of. Make, you're a bandit. You could probably make use of these. You he probably pulls out, he puts out a hand to accept it. I will drop it in his hand. He closes his palm around it and says, thank you. I'm sure this will come in great handy one day. Now, take care in Kekaran. I'll give him a bow. Like a formal bow. He, like, looks down his nose at you, but in a smire, like a, like a smirky way, and he's like, take care of you, all four of you. You should have tried the curtsy. Yeah. He tries to, uh, he doesn't try to, he successfully <laughs> turns the skim around. His engine stalls. He has to do, like, a, one of those awkward, like, nine-point turns. Yeah. He just <laughs> Until we're as far away from him as possible, I'm gonna keep an eye on him on over my shoulder every while until I can't see him on the horizon anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna be like, I'm sweating bullets. That was pleasant. I do not have the personal charisma to see these things through. Everyone, next time I start talking, tell me to shut the fuck up, you know, please. I know the dagger that makes him more charismatic. That's fine, but I feel like I am always one word away from that falling apart. So, approaching Kekaron, the massive city is quiet. It's nighttime. People are asleep, but the uh, watch. There is a uh, wall that goes around the city, It's and um, there are two orcs posted at the entrance to the... There's multiple entrances, Frigga would know. But the entrance that you are fast approaching, there are two orcs standing guard. I'm gonna slow the approach. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, Hail and well met. It is Frigga. Uh, they, as soon as you announce your name and as soon as you get close enough to where they can like actually see and make out that it is in fact you, Frigga, they um, take a knee and say, General, and they like put a fist to one shoulder and they open the doors. I'll return the salute. And, um. Frigga, do your parents live here? I never met my parents. Oh. Mm. Not to be rude or insensitive, but is that a you thing or is that just an orc thing in general? I don't know. No, it's a me thing. Okay. Who noticed you? My condolences. Oh, it was kind of communal. Who can we go to to get those, those works? We'll go to Zer. Okay. To get the, like, you know, the embarrassing childhood stories and all that. Zer. Okay. Zer would be the one. I will write that down. I see you do not care about the embarrassing childhood stories of me. (laughs) Noted. Cloud assassin. (laughs) Cloud did not like that. (laughs) Is there a place, there's got to be, like, a place where I can store this vehicle, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a motorcycle stable? There, I mean, uh, 
let me take a look at the map just to see for sure. Um, the entrance that you guys came in um, is right near the battle camp and training grounds. And on the battle camp, they have several of these skivs, and you can just park next to theirs. And yours is smaller in comparison, but it's a skiv. Yeah. It works. Oh, man. Parking here's got to suck at night. We're going to have to go up to, like, the fifth level of the garage. <laughs> Do you know how to parallel? <laughs> yes, I can parallel. Perfect. That That's might a... that might win us a good spot. That's impressive. Um, Can't even parallel park a horse. So it's too late to go, like, d like b knocking on Zer's door, I would imagine. There's got to be a late night drinking hole in well, that I'm aware of, though, that we I could show the party, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. We could also all go to my mother's house. Uh, juggernauts tend to not sleep. After the last four hours, I am going to drink myself into oblivion. Thank you very much. We can meet your mother tomorrow night. I'm going to drink with my mom. <laughs> We're splitting the party? Yeah, before we all split up, are there any, I mean any, stores open right now like right when we get in no nothing uh, at all not that you can see with an immediate vicinity i mean you could ask frigga if there's anything you could you have, port, you have portent rolls do i need to burn do i need to get do i need to get a point of exhaustion so i can burn my 20 portent roll on something good why don't you just gamble oh we're going to a drinking hall aren't we yeah. mm. Alright, I'm down to drink with Frigga. Let's go. Are you uh, are you joining us, Lilith? Can your mother be persuaded to come down to the bar? I'll try. Alright. So, there are two different bars that you could choose from. Um, one is in Juggernaut Alley, where you would find Glau's mother. And it's more upstanding than its counterpart. Um... It's like a uh, a little uh, dive. It's it's got it's a lot like um, well, our listeners might not be from Knoxville, but it's a lot like urban. <laughs> um, it's got you the know gambling. You can smoke inside. There's a big bar, that kind of thing, and then there's the seedier option. Oh, oh, okay. There is a bar called uh, the Rusty Knife <laughs> down in the Burnout. And um, this is knowledge that only Frigga would have. The burnout, it's kind of like a, the bar in the burnout's like a speakeasy. It's kind of like it was there when there was prohibitive and prohibition stuff going on, or like when Kakeron used to be very anti-drug, very anti-alcohol, very strict and about the business, this little speakeasy was open. That's where you can find the seediest of people in Kakeron, but even the seediest of people in Kakeron are basically just retired war generals and they get up to whatever they get up to. Most of the people in the burnout trip on high, uh, hallucinogenic cactuses. Mm. So that's what the burnout is. And then in the one in Juggernaut Alley, um, that's just called Yields. <laughs> wow. Yields. Uh, so which bar are you planning on going I'm to? I'm probably to the burnout. Hmm... Frigga's like, come on, guys, I know a place. And she takes you to the burnout. Is that Do you be like, I know a place, and then takes you to the burnout. What did you say it was called? The burnout. No, what's the bar called? The burnout. No, the, the area is called the burnout. The bar is called the rusty knife. Oh, the rusty knife. You remember the conversation we had vis-a-vis -vis stabbing, yes? 
Like, this is the thing that keeps you from getting stabbed. Right. But, you know, I'll be, I'll be there. It'll be fine. I'd prefer not to test the theory, though, right? Like... Though I feel like, no offense, forget, you seem pretty stabbable. Are there good opportunities for me to gamble in the, in the, the rough night? I would, yes, almost certainly. If in I get fact, stabbed, I'm going to be very upset In fact, you. you're likely to be more lucrative there. Fine. Well, all for the stabby dive bar named after a knife. <laughs> Nothing could go wrong there. Something goes, cut to something goes, the, the gang has something goes wrong. That's a rusty knife. I won't even get, if I get stabbed, it's going to be rusty. I'm going to get tetanus. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a doctor in town. All right, we're going to take a quick break. It's very complicated. It's a fungal infection. Don't worry about it. That was Mezzav. Mezzav is very aware of the dangers of tetanus. He does not want to get stabbed. Dreadpod Gaming is a podcast produced by Deepwood Productions. In this episode, your dungeon master is Emea Ryan, and the characters played were not me, because I wasn't there. 